and welcome to episode 130. That's 130-130 of the Tennis Podcast. My name is N-I-C-K, Nick, E-M-E-L, Amel. <laughs> Every week it's a new, like, what the? what's he going to do to throw me off at the last minute? I got to keep it spicy. I'm not going to spell my name, it's Brandon. Yeah, he's the sidekick host. I'm the main host Together, we cover top tennis lists usually. The way the show usually works is one of us brings a list, the other tries to guess items 1 through 10 on the list. This week, we're going to take a rare break from that because we're going to do a Q&A episode, meaning we're going to answer your questions live and in real time right now. It's live and re- in real time, no matter when you're listening. No matter when you're listening, we're doing it again live for you in your ears. So what we did, I took to our social mediums, which include Twitter and Instagram. If you're not following us, you should at Tennis Pod. I asked our followers to ask us questions. I said you could ask us anything. It could be about us. It could be about our show. It could be about our favorite this and that or anything in the world. Believe me, we have a uh, quite the mix here. I was actually uh, pretty surprised by how many questions we got. We're not going to have time to get to all of them. We have probably two or three dozen here that we're going to do. And what am I missing, Brandon? Am I missing anything? Just uh, asking the questions. That's all you're missing now. Yeah. Just asking the questions. Okay, let's get right into it. I'm going to, I try to categorize these a bit. First few are random though. First one comes from our friends at the Customers Also Watched podcast, uh, which both Brandon and I have been guests on in the past. They asked on Instagram, if you could teach a parrot to say just one phrase, what would it be? Hmm. You know, when you teach a parrot to say something, they, it sounds like your voice. It's not like the parrot sure. has a voice and then he does, he says what you said. Doesn't he? It's like a recording. Well, but they say Polly wants a cracker. I hear that in a parrot voice in my head. Well, that's because you're thinking about like cartoons. In real life, when you teach a parrot to say something, they imit- it sounds like a, a recording of it. Okay. It sounds like a short recording. So that could impact our answers here, right? Right. Or just to say something like... Uh, yeah, like in a normal voice. Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah. Bro, I shit on the floor again. <laughs> I'm not going to have a parrot because they shit everywhere. Well, so do uh, babies. You have those. Yeah, but babies wear a diaper. You could put a diaper on a parrot. I'm not going to. You know what, Brandon? I think we may have just stumbled upon the next idea that could bring us to like Apple or Google level success. <laughs> diapers for parrots? Parrot diapers. And you could even call them pollies. <laughs> okay. Put their little pollies on. Okay, you know, actually, you know what phrase I teach my parrot to say? Sign up for Tennis Podcast Patreon. The next question comes from at P-E-K-H-T-Y, I don't know, Pecty on Twitter. What would you genetically change about humans to make them a better species? Hmm. I'll let you go first. I think I have a good answer for this. I think I've got the answer. I have a few too. I would make every male have the exact same medium-sized penis. Now, why? Because all the like wars and guns and big trucks and missiles and rockets are all <laughs> big trucks you put in the same category as wars and guns, yeah. but I'm with you on are it. all about <laughs> the size of the wiener. Is it or is it more about the testosterone charging up the testicles? I think making the same size penis would, would still accomplish that. I think everyone should have the okay. same average medium sized penis and that's what I would do genetically. But what would be incredible about it is if they were all the exact same size, if you were like six foot seven and 310 pounds, it would look small on you. Hmm. But if you were Leslie Jordan from, (laughs) of Instagram and TV fame, you know who I'm talking about? No. He's an older comedian and he's short and cute and he has a super thick (laughs) Southern accent. Yeah. I recognize the guy. It, you, everyone listening has seen this yeah. guy, whether or not you know his yeah, name. Yeah, you know his name. You've seen him on TV and on Instagram. He's the Leslie Jordan and he like blew up during the pandemic. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he is a very cute and man. He's, yeah, and he's very small and the dick would look huge on him. Hmm. It would even things out for people. Would, there would be equality in men's wieners and they wouldn't, uh, they'd be less likely to to fight with each other. What about ladies with the badonkadonks? Those could be the same size too. They don't fight about it. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think in rap battles and shit they do, they right? They like make 
like snide <laughs> text to their friends, <laughs> but they're not going to war about it. What about uh, just gills? So we can swim in water or uh, breathe in water? Yeah. Why stop there? Why not have wings? Well, why not? Okay, I'll tell you the real answer. Your um, penis answer, I appreciate for the logic behind it. Mm -hmm. It's a good answer, but it's not as good as this answer. Put some fucking butt cheeks over the shins. Because the shins, if you got a butt cheek on it, <laughs> then it's protecting the shin when you bang the shin on a desk or but something. we have shin guards. Or it could be a rib cage. No, you should put a rib cage around the nuts. Yeah, we, we've talked about that. Yeah, that's another thing. Why are the nuts like that? Well, actually, okay, we're, we've definitely covered this before, but I remember the reason we decided that the nuts are the way they are is because it gives the man a weakness for when, he's, when men throughout history are raping women. Woman has a tool to use against the man, it's, right? It's a very conveniently located center of the body yeah. right at grabbing or kicking height. But don't you think the shins need to be protected better? The shin looks like a design flaw. Doesn't make any sense. You sound like maybe at your house, it's like the Dick Van Dyke show and you're constantly like slamming your shin into the coffee table and flying across the room. I don't ever bump my <laughs> shins. I don't ever worry about that. Okay. So, you must think you're better than all of us. All right. I could just use butt cheeks to begin with. <laughs> I could just use the normal amount of butt cheeks to protect my bony ass. How about instead of cheeks, like on your face, face cheeks? Mm -hmm. Place those with butt cheeks. Same amount of hair. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll settle with the same size penis answer. Or the gills. Or gilled penises. So, you can stick them in the water. Millions of possibilities. <laughs> and then they can breathe. They won't shrivel up down there anymore. All right. So, uh, this next section, this next set of, I don't know, five or six questions is about our podcast in particular, about the tennis or about us. Mm -hmm. First one comes from John on Patreon. He asked, uh, or he says, I jumped onto the show around episode 70. So, can you tell us about the history of the show? Where did the idea come from? How did you guys meet? Were you friends before the show? I feel like we've answered this on every QA session before. Yeah. So, give them like the 30 second version. The elevator pitch. Yeah. We were friends from work before. We worked at two different places uh, now, but now we don't work together anymore. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's where we started hanging out. And when we travel, one of the things we do to pass the time when you're stuck in an airport is look up a list of something, make the other one guess it, and give each other a bunch of shit about not getting any of the answers right. When we decided, let's do a podcast, that's one of the ideas we came up with, and we tried it, and it worked, and now you're listening to it. Well, you left out a crucial detail. That's one of the ideas we came up with. The first idea was the 20 millionth true crime podcast that we recorded but never released. Isn't it great? Like, I mean, technically, we would have been jumping on at the exact same time that everyone else was also jumping on it. Yeah, and shout out to all the true crime podcasters listening right now. We love you, but the space is too crowded for us. So, uh, we tried it. It didn't work. We have nothing to contribute. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how the show came to be. Hipster Doofus on Twitter asks, tell me more about how the big sexy tennis sausage is made. Oh, baby. How long does it usually take to research a topic? How many topics in advance do you have in the can? How long would an unedited episode run? Let me answer the one part of this first. How many topics in advance do you have in the can? Not enough is the answer. I feel like we're, all, we're, we're doing okay at the moment, actually. But normally, I'm always stressed about... You could have uh, just stopped that answer at the word stressed. Yeah, true. I just feel like I'm, I'm always behind and never ahead, but what are you going to do? We do not record like months or weeks in advance. Typically, it's like the week before an episode releases when we record it. You know what you need? Chill pill. Uh, well, do you remember the, the drug episode we just did? Oh, yeah. Oxycontin. I could That's use one through need. ten. An Oxycontin. Yeah. <laughs> the original chill pill. Uh-huh. Brandon, how long does it take you to research a topic? Mm. I mean, it's a few hours usually. It's nothing like mind-blowing, I don't think. Like, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't take me a week. Usually it takes me a few hours. Yeah, same here. You know, sometimes a topic deserves more research, but you have to remember that we're covering 10 items and we're listing facts and trivia about each thing. And we have to do that in an hour-ish each week. So, you can only dedicate so much research to any one thing. So, it ends up being a few hours a week for both of us. How long would an unedited episode run? I'd say a good 20%, 15, 20% gets cut out of the average episode. 
I've actually toyed with the idea of posting unedited episodes on like a upgraded Patreon tier. So maybe that's something I'll do someday. Yeah, if you want to hear a bunch of ums and talking over each other. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. From Steve on Instagram, what was the biggest surprise when you researched it? I don't know if I've had any huge surprises, but the greatest music albums was not what I had expected. Like the last time I had looked it up, I think was the previous list and then they had updated the list. Oh, right. The Rolling Stone list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I came around and I appreciate some of the stuff that they, I still feel. You reached around on who? I still feel like they put some stuff in the top 10 that maybe doesn't deserve to be there, but I respect it more now. Yeah, I'm with you on that. There's been, uh, I'm like having trouble thinking of specific examples, but there's definitely been lists where like I expected something to run away with the number one spot and it didn't. Um, Like, okay, random weak example, but we did a social media, largest social media networks not long ago and Twitter wasn't even in the top 10. Yeah, that's that's crazy. A lot of stuff like that. It's hard to pick out one thing though when we've done 130 of these. Mad Average on Instagram wants to know, have you or will you ever have a list episode on your favorite lists? The quick answer to that is episode 50 we covered. I was going to say, I thought we did that. <laughs> yeah, the top 10, top 10 list that we covered based on uh, like downloads. And I do have plans to do that again eventually, maybe episode 150 or 200. The Deep Dark Truth on Twitter asks, what are your top three favorite lists you've done? Hmm. My favorite list that I've done, for sure, are the best halftime shows in Super Bowl history. That was episode oh, 73. Mm-hmm. If you missed it, I watched all 10 of these top Super Bowl halftime shows. And then because you can't also look them up yourself on YouTube, no. I narrated them to you and told you, broke it down, told you what was going on. Mm-hmm. And that was fun to research because I just watched videos and wrote my thoughts. Research is a word you're using liberally there. Let's see. The Worst Presidents. Yeah. Uh, that was episode 33. Was uh, the fake President Joe Biden number one? He wasn't president yet. Ah, uh, that's but why though. Okay. Technicality. So far, I don't think he would crack the top 10 worst. No. And then uh, 77, uh, episode 77. The most what was that? mentioned Bible characters. Oh, God. You know, well, yeah, we have a question about the Bible later. I do love that one. It's good to talk about the, your spirit. Yeah. Your soul. And your soul's eternal damnation as well. I wrote down a few. I have the top 10 porn searches, which was episode 107. You got a lot of good ideas from that one, didn't you? Well, I just like that one because I like to see Brandon succeed every once in a while. He doesn't do it often on the show, but he nailed that one. Mm -hmm. I think he'd done a lot of his own personal research on that. Episode 103 was the top 10 cryptids which was ranked by uh, their Wikipedia page views. That one was fun. Influential Women, episode 101. I like that one because it was actually mostly women I knew very little about, like other than their name. So I learned a lot on that and I cheated. I have more than three. I like the top 10 deadliest cults, episode 94, because I'm into true crime. And then we covered the top 10 most credible alien encounters and UFO sightings, which was episode 76 and 66. And that one was really good because somebody else did all the research. It's true. And uh, well, the Colts too. LA Not So Confidential podcast yeah. did the research for us there. And by the way, we do accept that. If you have a list idea, hit us up. Let us know. We are open to that. A few more questions about our show and then we'll get out of Tennis World. Matt on Instagram wants to know, what's the biggest change from your earlier episodes that you're glad you made? Well, the short answer to that is better fucking microphones. Other than that, I don't know. Other than that, I can't even think of anything. I'd say that um, we've gotten better about being uh, efficient with our time. If you were to chart the first 50 episodes versus the last 50 episodes, Mm -hmm. I think the first 50 were like generally 25% longer per episode. A lot of yakking, a lot of ums. Yeah. A lot of gum flapping. So I think we're just, uh, we've kind of uh, narrowed in on our lane and we're just a little more efficient with our time. Our friends at Ye Old Crime Podcast on Twitter ask, and I quote, How are your voices so fucking smooth? Like, seriously, it's the microphones. You gotta get right up close to the microphone where your lips or whiskers are touching it. If you don't have whiskers, make sure your lips are touching it. You gotta kiss it. (sighs) 
You kiss your mother with that mouth? No, just the microphone. What mic do I have? Oh, my microphone is, if you're interested, is some cheap shit called the Blue Snowball. But Brandon, look, I'm going to give you a rare compliment here. Uh, and we've gotten a lot of compliments about this over the years. Brandon mm-hmm. has a very good uh, radio voice. So even with a shitty microphone, his voice carries through very well. I need more help on my end. So I use a little more expensive, I mean, still very affordable, you know, relatively speaking, but uh, a step up from the Blue Snowball, which is the AKG Pro Audio Lyra Ultra HD 4 Capsule Multi Capture Microphone. God damn. It's on Amazon. It also helps your voice to not take care of it at all. You drink a lot of hot coffee uh-huh. and inhale smoke into your throat. Yes. Yeah, you'll be... And gargle with dirty puddle water. Yeah. Okay, so the Bible. We just mentioned your Bible episode. Mm-hmm. Peck D on Twitter asks, will you ever do another Bible-themed episode so we can get more Bible stories from Brandon? Do not have that topic on my list. However, I would like to, if anyone has any ideas about how to mm-hmm. list up the Bible... Feel free to shoot me those ideas on Twitter at SidekickHost. There are tons of stories in the Bible, but yeah, the problem is just figuring out a way to list them and to do it in a way that will also make some kind of sense to Nick to guess it. What about like uh, top 10 movie adaptations or... uh... Oh yeah, that's a good... See, you should have a podcast on this. Top 10 times God was a ruthless asshole. (laughs) Fucking smote someone. (laughs) Hey, uh, you know the story of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah and then his, mm-hmm. you know, his wife? I mean, roughly. Vaguely, yes, right? I so, yeah. I think everyone knows the main details that Lot was a dude that lived in Sodom and or Gomorrah. He actually lived in Sodom. It was wicked and it was destroyed, but Lot was warned and he left. But the, the warning also came with another warning get out of the city and don't turn around and look and his wife turned around and looked and she turned into a pillar of salt (laughs) i'm sorry i forgot that part but to warn lot that sodom and gomorrah were going to be destroyed he sent two angels to his house to tell him and when the angels got there they were so hot like hot and hunky that All the horny perverts in Sodom started banging on the doors of Lot's wife. They were like, Get the, give us those two men so that we may fuck them. Was it John Travolta as Michael from that <laughs> no. movie? He was hunky and he smelled like cookies. Yeah. But instead, Lot was like, hey, uh, instead of fucking these angels, how about my daughters? And he was like, how about <laughs> have sex with my daughters instead? They're virgins. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you do back then. And they were like, no, we don't want them. We want them. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I'm confused. The daughters are clearly girls mm-hmm. and the angels are men. Yes. So, who's, who is this at the door wanting to fuck Sod- them? Literal sodomite. <laughs> it's where the names Sodom, okay. sodomite and sodomy come from. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah, they wanted to, they wanted to make love They just want to fuck anything. Yeah. Hmm. That was part of the problem there, why, why it had to be destroyed. These guys were so horned up, they were ready to break in and rape a couple angels. Yeah, it's just par for the course back then. Pecty, you got what you wanted. Bible story. Oh, okay. I was going to ask why, why are you telling me all this? And the, the answer is just, hey, do you, do you remember that? Yeah, bonus Bible story for <laughs> at Pecty on Twitter. I was reading yeah. about it the other day. Why? I don't know. It came up. I was on the toilet. I was like, I'll read about Lot. Thanks for that. William Jack Thomas on Instagram wants to know, have you guys ever had personal conflicts behind the scenes relative to making the show that created friction? Maybe a moment that nearly broke the show. Brandon, I'll let you go first. I don't think so. I think any personal conflicts we just had like while we were recording the podcast. And I uh, very professionally edited them out. No. I mean, we even stopped working with each other while we were doing the show. It's made like the timing sometime more difficult, but that's it. As far as I know. Unlike a lot of pods, I mean, even pre-COVID, we never recorded in person. So, job changes and uh, moving like I've done, I'm about to do, that sort of thing hasn't had an impact on the show. So, as long as I can uh, keep the old man awake here, we will keep recording. Okay. 
Holly on Instagram wants to know, what's a top 10 idea that sounded great initially, but didn't end up working out when you started researching it? I'm trying to search for <laughs> top 10 fattest celebrities many times. <laughs> never. <laughs> I can never get it worked out. Huh. You could do tallest or shortest. I've tried those too. Honestly, most ideas sound good initially. And then after like a couple minutes of searching, you realize they're either too specific or they're like mm -hmm. way outside of, you know, the other hosts at like area of knowledge, even like a passing area of familiarity. And then some of them you just find out like, oh, this isn't as, this isn't very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, there, there has been a handful of times where that's happened to me where like, well, I'd say there's, there's been dozens of times where I've like, I had an idea in my head and I try to find something to use on the internet and I can't find anything, like kind of what Brandon was just saying. There's been other times, fewer times where I find an idea, I find a list to use on the internet, like a source, and I start making my notes and then like pretty, at some point I realize this isn't fucking funny or interesting or Brandon's going to yell at me. So, then I just don't do it. You're going to shut it down. Kent on Instagram wants to know, how do you both keep the thirsty hoes from knocking down your doors all day every day? Brandon? Well, you have got to double lock all your doors and keep your hose hydrated. <laughs> keep your hose hydrated. Well, it's kind of like means the horny, story right? you were... Yeah. You mentioned the, lot, the story of Lot mm -hmm. and the two hunky angels came and everyone in the village came and started knocking they on the door saying... They were extremely thirsty for angel jizz. Well, maybe that's you and I here. Are we the angels in this scenario, Brandon? Could it be? Gotta keep those hoes hydrated. I'll give you a series of numbers and you tell me, are there more or less hoes of that number knocking on your door every day? Okay? Mm-hmm. Zero to 100 hoes. Zero. Are there zero to 100 hoes? You say zero? Zero hoes. Huh. You must be doing something wrong then. Hmm. All right. Well, if you need advice on how to keep them at bay, let me know. You want to take the next few questions? Sure. The next question comes to us from our friends at Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. They say, okay, our question concerns the show Lost. Not sure if Nick is a fan, but we know Brandon is, and he has some hot takes. Mm -hmm. What would you do if you were both stranded on an island together? How would you handle a lost situation? Now, to me, that sounds like two separate questions. If we were stranded on an island together, a regular island, like a castaway situation, uh -huh. yeah. within, I don't know, two weeks, we'd both be dead, like nude and covered in mud. Which one of us would try to eat the other first? I think we'd die at the exact same time. Mm. <laughs> Maybe like choking each other both at the same time. <laughs> okay. Now. And how is that different than the Lost situation? Because Lost is an island that has supernatural or extraordinary powers or abilities. And it has like these old bunkers and scientific stations. Uh -huh. Like there's a, a station called a number station. It starts with a hatch. They find a hatch and there's a smoke monster. Oh God, there's so much mystery and intrigue. Anyway, for someone who has seen <laughs> so Lost. mystery and intrigue. <laughs> for someone who has seen Lost, they'll understand my answer here is that if Nick and I were stranded on a lo the Lost Island, I would immediately use my knowledge of Lost. No, that doesn't, you can't do that. Well, I'm going to. And I'm going to be the Benry. I'm going to be the uh, Ben in this situation. The other Ben. And I'm going to fool Nick and trick him and somehow get him into the orchid station and zap him so that he comes out on the other side in the desert. Why? Well, one, it doing that technically to me? would save you because you would be off the island back in the mainland. Yeah, but I don't think that's the spirit of your intention there. Well, Lost is a place where your true inside shows and evidently I'm a villain. Okay. Well, first of all, you can't use your knowledge of Lost in the Lost scenario because in the Lost scenario, we are living Lost. There's not... God, you just... I have my answer. Okay. Well... I take this question as just basically a castaway situation. 
And in that scenario, I think I guess you covered it already. We'd both be dead within two weeks. You think it'd be? What would you eat? You'd eat the fish and the crabs and shit, right? And coconuts. You can't if you drink too much coconut water, you get the shits. Remember Tom Hanks getting the shits? No, he did. He got the shits. Okay, from the coconut <laughs> Take water. Take your word for it. So Doomsday, Doomsday Podcast on Twitter wants to know, and I know that they're, they're not asking me this. Huh, are you sure? They say, how you still sleep? Let's, let's hear the question first and decide if they're talking to you or me. Okay, they say, how are you still sleeping on Goodfellas? Hmm, interesting. I wonder who they're referring yeah. to there as you. Well, I have seen it. Oh, you have seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a good movie. Yeah. I know I would like it if I made myself sit down and watch it. The reason I haven't is because there is so much shit on my list of stuff to watch. Like, shit that I'll never get to because there's so much and it's being added to all the time. That the time for me to go back and watch older movies that I know I'll enjoy, but it's, I don't that's know, it's just, just, This sounds like a very stupid excuse. You got nothing but time. Time commitment. How often do you go back and watch old movies that you've already seen? But you have not seen it. Well... <laughs> And if and I if you want the answer to how often do I go back and watch an old movie that I've never seen? Uh-huh. I watched Escape from Alcatraz, the 1979 movie with Clint Eastwood for the first time today. Oh, well, that's Clint Eastwood. That's different. <laughs> okay. Well, why is because it because all of his best movies are from the 60s and 70s? No, you're still <laughs> okay. Let's move on because you're all right. You're looking like a fool. You just want to get to the next question because. You're fucking pathetic. Your ego is showing. All right, I'm skipping it. I'll ask it. This comes from Ashley on Patreon. For the star, Brandon, that's the part I knew he wanted to get to. What lies beneath the Jedi Temple on... Coruscant. Coruscant. I wanted to say croissant. Since Nick couldn't give a good enough Star Wars quiz. She's referring to a Patreon episode I did where I quizzed Brandon on Star Wars. He got a C, by the way. So, Brandon, what, is, what lies beneath the Jedi Temple on Coruscant? Coruscant. Okay. What lies beneath the Jedi Temple on Coruscant is an ancient Sith shrine. <laughs> okay. That's the, that's the real answer. Where is that answer given? Is it like said in passing in some dialogue? No, or is this part a, of the extended universe? Yeah, part of the novels that are canon. Do you remember Grand Moff Tarkin? No. Well. Yeah, there are books about him. <laughs> he's a guy in Star Wars. And there are books about him. And he, he's the highest ranking officer in the Empire. He's the highest ranking officer. So it's like the Emperor and then Darth Vader and then Grand Moff Tarkin, right? Okay. And in the books about him, he mentions, talks about um, that there's an ancient Sith shrine under there and that... His name is, was Grand Moff Tarkin? Grand... <sighs> Grand Moth. <laughs> Grand Moth Tarkin. It does sound like Grand Moth. Grand Moth. Do you remember how shitty and stupid the last movie was? Yeah. Star Wars with the, <laughs> the Emperor? <laughs> okay. Go back and listen to our uh, review of that movie. He did more. look cool. He looked real freaky, but it was just like, I'm back. <laughs> the whole... Oh God, I, I don't want to get into it again, but the whole... <laughs> It's just so stupid because, like, the whole premise of the movie is that, okay, we're going to disregard all the prior movies to this and just start over. Also, he sent a radio broadcast across the galaxy. <laughs> so, what's wrong with that? And saying, surprise, bitches, I'm back. <laughs> also, I'm not going to attack for several more days. <laughs> Heads up. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it is true, though. He says that, and then he gives him all the time in the world to come up with the plan and to find him. And then him. he just sits there, and they show up, and he's like, good. <laughs> <laughs> but also, there's no stakes in this movie, because who's to say when you kill him this time, he won't just come back again? Like, it, just, it all just seems like a waste of time to me. <laughs> it would be great if they killed him. And at the end, you know, for some reason, Luke's an uncle's hut where they were scorched alive by the <laughs> empire in, in episode four burying the lightsabers 
She looks over and sees Luke and Leia's fucking ghosts, and they all wink at each other. (laughs) And then Palpatine comes and just sends another announcement. I'm back again. (laughs) I love if the movie ended the way it did, the real way, and then the next movie, when the next trilogy starts, and then it starts then, that the plot just goes on that the Emperor sent. The opening crawl says, holy fuck, comma. He came back again somehow. And then I'd love if every Star Wars movie from here on out was just inexplicably the same. Fuck you, like, I'll never plot. die. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's Star Wars. What is the next question? From Up All Night Podcast on Instagram, they ask, what is each of your favorite horror movies? I think I've mentioned mine before. My favorite horror movie, my favorite movie, favorite movie favorite horror movie is the shining yeah um but my other favorite horror movie is the exorcist yep can't go wrong with either of those choices what give me a third one that's like uh maybe one that's not such a obvious choice you know something most people would say does that make sense i saw the invisible man within the last year and i don't think a lot of people saw it i don't think a lot of people realized it was like supposed to be part of the relaunch of like the universal monster franchise Mm -hmm. but for a movie that was supposed to be part of launching a franchise it was really really good yep it came out like a month before the pandemic or the quarantine started in america yeah but probably killed it a little bit shining and exorcist are two really good choices some that are coming to mind for me, I don't have an official ranking in my head, but um, the original Saw, and I know Saw is kind of a laugh line now because of how many sequels and all that, but just the original Saw by itself. Right, the first time you saw it, just your mind mm-hmm. broke. Like It's such a unique plot that had never been done before, and the ending is so good, the twist at the end, oh, I love it. So, the original Saw comes to mind, the original Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it on the show, so I won't go into it, but I think it's uh, just a near-perfect film. Also, The Witch that came out in, I, I want to say, 2015 or so, of recent years at least, is one of my favorite horror films. I also like The Witch. Of maybe any movie I've seen other, other than maybe The Shining, the ambiance in The Witch is so palpable. You get such a sense of place there. What am I trying to say? Like the... Um, the tone, the atmosphere. The tone, it's just like so, the atmosphere is so... Well, the tension perfect. switches in the movie from being about the witch and the uh, disappearance of the baby, then it, there's tension with the family and how they'll survive, but also they're mm-hmm. falling apart and their superstition. Yeah. Yep. It's a great movie. Eric on Patreon asks, what are our top five albums of all time? I wrote mine down. Mine are, and this isn't in any order, uh, Shotgun Willie by Willie Nelson. Kid A, that's a Radiohead album. Mm-hmm. The Soft Bulletin by The Flaming Lips, Led Zeppelin Four, and Graceland by Paul Simon. No Beatles. Interesting. Mm-hmm. My five, also in no order. Unplugged album by Nirvana. Black Gives Away to Blue by Alice in Chains. By the way, by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Black album by Metallica. I struggled with my fifth. If you ask me again tomorrow, I might change this. But for now, Melophobia by Cage the Elephant is in my top five. There you go, Eric. There you go. Eric's probably like these guys fucking dog shit. <laughs> right. Julie on Patreon asks, "What are your favorite animated series?" I will like and still watch every once in a while. Batman the animated series. I bought the whole thing, and then it turned out to be fucking included with HBO or HBO Max. You fucking idiot! Batman the Animated Series, Adventure Time, South Park. I know that the animation in South Park is technically not good, but I think like the funny things they do with that, the limits of that imitation, make it funnier. The Simpsons seasons like three through. Eight or nine are still my favorites. What about um, like when you were a kid? What were your favorites? Oh, growing when up? I was favorites a kid. Growing up? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, it was Ninja Turtles, He Man, He Man. Yeah, He Man. 
fucking He-Man when I was really little. Okay. Okay. What do you got against He-Man? Nothing. Just kind of old school. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when I was fucking a child. Yeah. Well. No, I've watched it since. I've watched He-Man as an adult and it's absolute dog shit. Uh, yeah. Well, it was always dog shit, but I wrote down a few um, SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, I grew up with it, came out when I was like nine or 10 and I watched its entire run like, <laughs> like maybe way too old, like into college and shit. It's a quality show and I, I haven't watched any of the newer seasons like, but it's a really fucking good show. Kids can love it and adults, all ages, Spongebob. As a kid, some of my favorites were Ed, Ed and Eddie on Cartoon Network uh, and Dexter's Lab. I know all three of those are after Brandy's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my big three, I guess. Uh, I'll give some shout-outs to Hey Arnold on Nickelodeon, uh, Recess on ABC, and fucking my fucking nutsack as well. <laughs> Shout-out to your fucking shorn nuts. <laughs> Unribcaged nutsacks. From Ye Old Crime Podcast on Twitter, what celebrity would you like to meet if it was even remotely possible? Mine's probably easy to guess. It is? Jerry Seinfeld? Jerry Seinfeld. I'll say first though, I'm not the type that like I need to meet yeah, celebrities. I don't wanna me- yeah, I don't like, what are we going to do? Like I'm going to tell him how my, I like his stuff and he's going to be like, cool, thanks. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Thank you. Yeah. Like I think even if I saw Jerry Seinfeld across, like if I was uh, walking down the street in New York City and Jerry Seinfeld walked past me. <sighs> Trying to think of what I would do. It would be really hard, like, because I feel like it's such a selfish thing. In this mm-hmm. interaction, when I stop Jerry Seinfeld using this example and take a few minutes of his time to tell him something he's heard from people for almost 30 plus years. All, yeah, 40 yeah. years. Yeah, 40. Has heard in every different way, and like, there's nothing new that I can add. Like, it's just for me. And then at the end of it, like, what did I get out of it? Anyway, yeah, I... You can go tell people you met him. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I, I, I do have Jerry's autograph in my office, but my sister got it for me. But um, and that's good enough for me. I don't think I need anything else. Who's yours? And why is it Dr. Phil? It's probably Jack Nicholson. Really? Just because of The Shining? No, no, not just The Shining. You want to ask him about Mars Attacks? I, there's so much I want to ask him about, but... I mean, if, let's say, like, in this fantasy scenario, he was willing to answer all my questions about movies and stuff, then, yeah, it would probably be him. If Jack Nicholson agreed to sit down with you, it would have been with, in writing in his contract, that he gets as much fucking booze as he wants. (laughs) He's just... Like, I just can't picture him being friendly or welcoming or warm. No, he doesn't even do interviews. He does not do interviews. So, yeah, I would get the, I would have the scoop. His ass is going to die anytime now. He's in his 80s. Yeah, that's the other, and uh, like, it would probably be disappointing because he's, he's just an old man now. Yeah, and I haven't seen what he looks like in a few years. He, I mean, the last time I saw him, he had his shirt off and he was eating a hoagie surrounded by models. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, we did our Jack Nicholson episode, highest grossing Jack Nicholson movies, and we were looking. And he hasn't done a movie in over 10 years. Yeah, he's... Crazy, right? Yeah, I guess he's basically retired. Mm. (laughs) Not retired from eating big sandwiches on a boat. (laughs) And it looks like he'd put away a couple of big sandwiches in his time as well in that photo. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, From Matthew on Instagram, he asks, if you were an anamorph, what animal would you turn into? Brandon, can you remind the folks at home, what is an anamorph? Anamorphs were, was this ser- series of books for, what would you say, like 12-year-olds? Yeah, it's like the young adult genre, which is like 12. Yeah, uh, they're books about kids who, I didn't actually read them. Do they get, like, they get the power to turn into an animal, and I don't know what, if it's a, like, a blessing or a curse. It's a blessing. They use it to fight crime. Okay, well, that's how I took it, <laughs> to be a, a blessing. <laughs> And I picked a monkey. No, wait. You can't just end there and give your choice. If you're listening to our voices right now, which are very smooth according to one of those questions earlier, you need to go to Google right now, pause the show, go to Google and type in anamorphs. 
and look at some of the pictures of the book covers and then come back to us. And now, Brandon, give your answer. See, I would pick a monkey because I'm thinking, God damn it, these pictures. <laughs> Are you looking at it? It's the pictures in the middle where they're half changing. <laughs> there's that one. What if they got Oh my stuck? God, there's one of a horse, a horse boy. And like the kid who changes from a cobra into a boy, like the cobra also changes into his shirt and jeans. Right. And then when they turn back, it's all like the shirt is just uninterrupted by the process. There's a cover where a girl turns into a mouse. I see And it. there's like between girl and mouse, there's three other stages of like half girl, half mouse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just a mouse wearing pants. And then it's a mouse without pants. <laughs> the boy turning into the horse or turning from the horse into the boy. He looks fucking miserable. I also love how when you turn into a mouse, what are you going to do? Just start shitting in everyone's house and then chewing on cords? Like, what's the fucking, like, what are you going to do? There's a boy turn, there's a boy that turns into a roach. <laughs> We're just stuck now. Oh my God, there's one of an anteater. Hold on, I gotta find. Oh no, he does turn into an anteater. Oh, Brandon, I found the best one. You're talking about <laughs> the, the one of a starfish girl? <laughs> No. So, okay. So I clicked on the anteater and from the anteater under the like recommended, the first one is a snake below it. Do you see it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There's a girl that turns into an elephant and you have to look. There's a pi the picture right after she's a girl. Look at her yeah. face, the nose and the tusks. Okay. <laughs> Do you... Do you see the picture? <laughs> Look at the one that I found. Oh my god. I'm gonna send it. Fuck. Alright. Look at the one in the very middle. <laughs> what is that bug? Is he turning into a fucking stink bug? What is no, it? It's a, it's a girl. Cassie is about to make a change for the better. <laughs> Oh, I fucking disagree with that premise. <laughs> Everyone out there, look up Animorphs the Sickness and you'll see this girl. I can't see. I guess it depends on how you... It's like a glass is half empty or half full. I interpret this picture of her turning. As a curse. Well, what is that? An alien? A slug? <laughs> I picture I her slug. turning from the slug into the girl, but you're seeing it as her going from girl into slug. Well, I mean, that's the first one. I mean, they go back and forth, but they start as people. Oh, this isn't a book about a slug named Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fucking no more animorphs. All right, my real answer, though, is eagle. You want to know why? Because I can fly, I'm respected, I'm endangered, so no one's going to fuck with me, and I look cool as fuck. There you go. Eagle. They have really good eyesight, too, right? Do they really? Or is that a myth? I don't know. Don't know. We'll never know. Jack on Instagram asks, what's the best new movie you've seen during the pandemic? Well, Jack, I actually do not see a lot of new movies. And okay. there were also not a lot of new movies out last year because of the pandemic. But there was plenty. My answer from before is my same answer now. The Invisible Man. Mm -hmm. I think it's the best new movie I've seen since the pandemic. I thought about this for a while. I wrote down four that came to mind. First is the new Borat on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. I did see that. It's amazing. Second is Soul, the new Disney and Pixar movie that came out on Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. It's good. Third is Tenet, the Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. And fourth, I actually didn't love this movie, but the premise of it was so fascinating that I wrote it down anyway. It's called Antebellum. It's hard to describe it without giving spoilers, but it's about uh, slavery. There's a big twist in it. It's kind of like a thriller movie. It's, it's good. There you go. Slavery is bad. That's what they tell me. Well, you're listening now to episode 130, the historic episode 130. You might be wondering, what's next on episode 131? If you want a sneak peek, all you got to do is sign up for our free newsletter. Because our newsletter subscribers are the first to see upcoming topics. So, you can find out what we're going to do the whole month of May. Uh, if you just take 30 seconds now and sign up for our free email newsletter, go to tennispod.com newsletter. 
All we need is an email address and your social security number. And we'll send you our newsletter on the first Friday of every month. It also includes Brandon's exclusive blog, The Sidekick Corner. Just go to tennispod.com slash newsletter to sign up. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's knock out the rest of these. The next one comes from David on Patreon. What non-sexual, non-romantic, inanimate object do you find the most sexual? <laughs> okay, so wait, there's all these qualifiers. Inanimate. Yeah. And non wait, it's not sexual? Non-sexual. So he said, he clarified, things like dildos and fleshlights don't count. Of course. You preferred. Okay. So it'd be, you know, like I'll, I'll read off a few and you tell me, do you find these items sexy or not? Uh-huh. Sandwich. No. Not sexy. Okay. <laughs> Hot take. I mean, while you're talking about like an Arby's roast beef. I'm talking I mean, like yeah, a... you could use your imagination, but still not sexy. How about toaster? No. Rug. Bug or rug? Rug. No. The answer was also no for bug. <laughs> I'm running out here. I don't know. I mean... Is rug like a must... bush? No, just a fucking rug on your floor. Okay. I mean, I feel like you're just being difficult and you don't find any of these items sexy. What, what do you want me to do? I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm impotent. <laughs> maybe this is how I found <laughs> out I was impotent. I couldn't get it up for a rug. You could roll the rug up. I mean... That's right. All right. So, I'll give my answer as... I actually have an answer for this. Okay. Please help me. Do you have AirPods? My wife does. The Apple products. The little, the pod. Yeah. That the AirPods come in is so perfectly like a little just round tic-tac looking thing. Mm-hmm. I guess there's something kind sexy. of sexy about that. <laughs> okay. And true or false, I, and I'm using an I statement for you, I have had sex with my AirPods carrier. True false. or false? False. Okay. There's no way to okay. do that. Well, depends. Not very creative, I guess. Julie on Patreon wants to know, Brandon, how's your blow-up family doing? Haven't heard anything about them in a while. Thanks in advance for answering with your German accent. <laughs> okay. Mine inflated. <laughs> it's really hard to do it. <laughs> I have to think about like uh, all the Nazis I've ever heard in Indiana Jones movie. Uh-huh. Mine inflated family is kaput. <laughs> kaput? <laughs> Say half been deflated. I'm going to name my company after the mighty Pooba. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear him refer to his wife or his kids, there's a theory out there that they're actually blow-up inflatable family. Nobody thinks that. <laughs> okay, well, we have proof right here. Uh, 2002.jdlb on Instagram wants to know, this is an important question, if teeth come out of your ass, do you go to the dentist or the surgeon? Is it like they grow out of your ass or you poop them? I think they grow out. You know, the same way your teeth are part of your mouth. Teeth <laughs> okay, are now part well, of your ass. Listen, 2002.jdlb, your question is... Ridiculous, because if te even if your teeth coming out, come out of your ass and I'm like, oh, I need to go get my teeth clean. Like, what do you, uh, you need to get them clean? Do you need to get them straightened? The second you go in the dentist's office and stick your ass, your ass in the air and spread your cheeks, <laughs> it's over. Why is it over? Because it, they don't Why? work on assholes. But if they saw that there were teeth in there and you needed help, what if you had a toothache in your asshole? <laughs> Doc, you got to help me. I've got a really bad toothache. All right. Well, climb in this chair and I'll put this bib on you. No, you're... Are you going to continue? Yeah, you're on your knees with your ass in the air. I think the dentist at first would he be says, like... Uh, he says, I quit. Well, first of all, shame on you for assuming it's a man, you fucking sexist. But secondly... My, my dentist I... is a man. That's who I was picturing. Okay. Dr. Howell. In your case, Dr. Howell would at first be like, this is ridiculous, can't do this, I'm going to quit, blah, blah, blah. But then when you explain, no, 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 please don't leave, there's actual teeth in here. And he gets a look. I'm talking with my toothed ass. <laughs> You're talking normal, don't be fucking ridiculous. But when he sees there's teeth in there as a dentist, it's his duty, right? I mean, don't you think there's some dentist that would be like, okay, this is gross, this is weird, 
We need Stop to move on for this. For this. Pull, he right. pulls the teeth. From Hindsight Movie Reviews on Twitter, would you rather wear for a year Flava Flav's clock or Mr. Peanut's monocle and top hat? This is very easy for me. I kind of pictured you in the monocle and top hat anyway, already. No, the monocle would give me a headache and it's too pretentious. What's the point of a monocle? Why not just wear glasses? Exactly. Okay. So you're going with the clock? Yeah. I guess it'd be convenient because you'd always know the time without having to pull out that pesky phone. The clock at least tells people that it's party time. Sure. Up All Night again on Instagram wants to know, what video games are you currently playing through? Currently playing through The Witcher 3. And how's that? It's okay. Wow. It's kind of like Game of the Year and I know people really love it, but maybe I'm just not in the mood to like figure out all the ins and outs of a new, of another RPG where I have to like spend points on my skills and stuff like... I have to do enough of that shit in real life. Why can't I just, you know, be the fucking Incredible Hulk when well, I play a video game? <laughs> I think you just got the wrong game. Because there are Hulk games out there. Well, the game I want is on PlayStation 5. Oh, uh, well then buy PlayStation 5. I'm trying to. Besides playing Mario games with my kids, uh, I did just finish an RPG called Bug Fables on the Nintendo Switch. It's an indie game. I bought it for 20 bucks. It's modeled very closely after Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. So if you're into that Paper Mario series, the original Paper Mario series, you would love Bug Fables, and I highly recommend it. Next is Holly on Instagram. What is Nick's favorite condiment for hot dogs besides the general aroma of the Atlanta airport? I don't know why she asked this question of me, but because um, I don't enjoy the general aroma of the Atlanta airport. find it tacky. Anyone that eats over a trash can there should be fucking ashamed of themselves. That said, my favorite condiment for a hot dog. Hmm. Another hot dog. I said I, <laughs> I said I like ketchup once and you fucking act like I fucking drilled the nails into Jesus' hands myself. Ketchup on a hot dog is good. It's not my favorite. I don't know, fucking cheese, I guess. Cheese on a hot dog is pretty good. Not mustard? No, cheese. You got a hearing problem? Should have been mustard. Speaking of hot dogs, Brandon, I'm sure you like hot dogs on your pizza. What's your favorite pizza? What's the best pizza you've ever had? This question comes from Pineapple Pizza Podcast on Twitter. You know, I've had pizza at like, in like New York and in places that are like famous for pizza, but I can't remember the names of any of those places. And I don't yeah, know. Same here. I don't know that I that I landed on like some of the best pizzas in the city. So my best pizzas are all pizzas that I know locally here. Hideaway. Yeah, my favorite pizza locally is Hideaway Pizza. Same here. There's a chain throughout Oklahoma. I think they might have a, maybe a couple outside of Oklahoma. It's good pizza. And you can get pineapple on your pizza at Hideaway. What's your take on pineapple on pizza? You for or against? For. Yep, same here. Same My here. other favorite pizza place around here is a Chicago-style pizza place called Savastano's. I love Savastano's. Brandon, let's go get some pizza after it's the show. Bad. I know, it's too bad that nobody listening to this probably lives where they could eat Savastano's pizza, but if you live within like a two-hour drive of Bixby, Oklahoma, it's worth your time make a trip to Savastano's. I will always get pineapple on a pizza when given the choice. Pineapple pizza is my favorite, and I also like to add bacon and jalapenos. Sweet and savory go together, and that's why pineapple works on pizza. Bex on Instagram, if you had to eat one food every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pizza. Is it pizza? Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that as like an easy answer because we were just talking about pizza. It is pizza. For me, it's french fries. Pizza hot, pizza cold. You can do pizza hot, you can do pizza cold. Uh, I felt like there was a third like stanza of that poem you were about to say, but no. <laughs> pizza hot, pizza cold, pizza new, Pizza never gets Pizza old. Pizza mold. Yeah. David on Instagram, what's the spookiest or strangest thing that's ever happened to you in real life? This haven't, hasn't happened in a couple of years, but there was two different times where I looked up and saw for like a split second a boy with blonde hair. Neither one of my kids have blonde hair, like in my house, standing in the hallway. And just for like a split second and never happened. It was again. just the lighting. <laughs> Maybe. 
Uh, and I don't know what it was. I can't like, I'm not going to jump to the conclusion that it was like a ghost or anything. I never saw anything else. But at the time when it happened, it like scared the shit out of me. Have you considered that you're making this all up for attention? Uh, possibly, yeah. Uh, we did cover in long form uh, the scariest true stories from our lives on a Patreon bonus episode from like 2019. So you can go listen to that. I think I want to see a UFO too badly. Right. Because I want to see it so bad I'll never see it. Well, that's why you just make up that you've seen it and then write a book about it. Hey, I saw a UFO. <laughs> that could be the title as well, working title. From Pod of Holding on Twitter, if you could exist in a fantasy world for one day, which world are you in and which character are you? And I tried to think about my answer for a minute on this, and I, I never did come up with a solid answer. Do you have one? I immediately th- knew the right answer was Han Solo. But, you know, you say you'd want to be Han Solo for a day, and yeah. while he's fun to watch in the movies, think of how fucking stressful it is to be Han Solo for a day. He seems to be playing it cool. Well, that's just a defense mechanism to give off that he's playing it cool but really he's stressed the fuck out he seems pretty chill i do it not every fucking one of his days is like running from yes it Darth is vader no not every day is like that some days you're just repairing your ship in a cold spaceport some days you're stuck in the ship all day long with your hairy dog friend that's what you want your day to be spent doing yes <laughs> Every day of my life right now is spent at my desk with my hairy dog friend by my side. It's not that different. (laughs) I know he's not literally on the run from Darth Vader every day, but he is on the run constantly because there's always someone that wants him. So, he's always got to be looking over his shoulder even when he's doing nothing. Just like me, a naughty boy on the run. Okay. Yeah. Who would I choose? I don't know. I guess I'd be fucking Jigsaw. Ye old crime podcast on Twitter. If you had access to a time machine, where would you go and why? I chose the future. I thought long and hard about this. Would I go to some point in the past? Would I want to see what it was like in the Middle Ages for a day or something? I didn't even think uh, about the future. The future? Because I'm very curious to know what the world looks like in 50 years, much less 1,000. If I time traveled 1,000 years in the future, I'd probably just land on a desert hellscape of nothing. If you watch Back to the Future 2 now, it is such, the future is such a fucking disappointment. Mm Mm-hmm. There's nothing flying around except for bullets. We do have the video phone calls, though. Yeah, we got FaceTime. Great. (laughs) For some reason, my brain did not consider the future a possibility. So I wrote down like a couple ideas. I could go back and I would stand on the south side of the street in Daly Plaza where I could see both the motorcade and look up into the sixth floor window. I would go check that out. That's a good one. I put stop 9-11 question mark. <laughs> no, you couldn't do that. <laughs> Haven't we talked about this before? Like, Maybe. How could you stop 9-11? If you fell asleep tonight and you woke up on September 6th, 2001, mm-hmm. in, well, in your body at your age when you were then see for you it automatically like puts you at an extreme dis- I was 11 going on 11. 12 right I was 19 and even then like who's gonna listen to a 19 year old like the first time you tell them like hey there's 19 guys and they're gonna get on planes and they're they're gonna leave out of see you'd have to leave with like the knowledge you have now I'm not an expert I know that like there's an American Airlines flight and a United flight that hit the towers. So, when I wake up and I'm 11, I still have the knowledge that I have at my age now? Today. Yeah. Hmm. I'd probably just skip 9-11 and just go do some other shit as a 11-year-old. <laughs> but, you know... Go invest in Apple instead. Yeah. Also, I don't know if I'd save 9-11 anyway, even if I could think of a way to do it. Because as soon as you do and it turns out you were right, like, they, let's say they listened to you and you stopped it. You're immediately like a prime suspect for yeah. all kinds of shit. It's your ass yeah. that's in Guantanamo Bay. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I wrote down was the Battle of Los Angeles. Huh, okay. You know what that is? Isn't that where, well, the th- there's a, th- a theory that uh, it was an alien invasion. There was UFOs yeah. over Los Angeles during the height of World War II. Mm-hmm. At first, there were fears that somehow the Japanese had like launched an attack over Los Angeles, but then it was like 
it was a UFO that um, they shot at all night and nothing ever happened. They were shining um, spotlights and shooting at it, firing anti-aircraft shit at it, and they didn't do nothing to it. And I'd like to go check that out. Why didn't they just get up close to it at that point? I don't know. Take a look. That's a good one. Those are all good. I think the JFK one would be, of the three you mentioned, the one I'd go to. So, now that you know the future is an option, and if, if someone said, okay, Brandon, you have 10 seconds to decide, you can go anywhere in the future, how far ahead would you go? Oh, God. Imagine going a million years to the future and seeing <laughs> the fucking planet, or even if humans are somehow still around in a million years. Oh, my God. Did you see the movie AI, the Steven Spielberg movie? Yeah, I mean, a long time ago, but yes. I imagine it would be like that. Like, you wouldn't even have a fucking reference for what you were seeing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think going into the future would scare the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I don't think humans are still going to be on Earth in a million years, do you? No. Okay. So, yeah. So, what would you do? Like, maybe 100 years in the future? No, I think there were, like... I have really, I'm really pessimistic about the state of the earth in 100 years. Probably go like two weeks ahead and see if I finally got my uh, 2020 income tax return back. All right. Great. Thanks for that. Thomas on Patreon wants to know, who has the biggest and bubbliest butt? In the world? He wasn't specific. Yeah. So, I think I'm going to say the world. Who has the biggest and bubbliest butt in the world? You know... We recently talked about this guy when we covered the longest running TV series, um, Christopher Maloney from CS. It is so funny you brought him up because I was going to bring him up. He has a big bubble butt. He's got a big bubble butt. And everybody's saying, talking about it. Like, yeah. they won't leave his butt alone. He does have it. I mean, truly hell of an ass. Am I right? Have you seen it? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is big old round butt. Yeah. He's the guy who plays... Uh, what is the show he's in? Not CSI. Law and Order SVU. Oh, Law and Order, that's it. He's the main lead male in uh, that show. Okay, last question. It's also the, the same last question as our last Q&A episode. It's from Ian on Patreon. My persistent question, can I be in your will? Right. Ian, my persistent answer is you already are. You got it, buddy. Now, you might not like what you get from Brandon's will. Probably a couple hot dog buns in there. You won't like it, but you're in it. <laughs> but you're in it. Yep. Same here. Well, thank you, everyone. I know we did not get enough time to get to every question, but we will do this again. I don't know, probably 20 or 25 episodes from now. We have done other Q&A episodes in the past. I have them here. They're episode 25, 45, 65, 85, 110, and now 130. We did it. Man, that was a marathon, Brandy. How are you feeling? Exhausted. All right. Well, let's uh, close out on a positive note with some quick podcast reviews. The first one comes from Jayhawk Mommy. That's Mm -hmm. a cute little name, huh? She's probably a fan of the University of Kansas. Yep, yep, yep. Or her kids go there, right? Maybe. Anyway, on Apple Podcasts, Jayhawk Mommy says, I am a true crime podcaster, so I tend to listen to a lot of true crime, but you can only handle so much death and misery before you break. Suit yourself. The Tennis Podcast is the perfect antidote to doom and gloom. Both hosts are engaging and had me listening to the end. I felt lighter and more relaxed and can't wait to catch up with all other episodes. Brandon, I know you also feel light and relaxed whenever you're recording here with me, right? I don't feel doom and gloom. Okay. Yeah, I feel light and relaxed. That was a very nice review. Yep. Thank you, Jayhawk Mommy. And it's possible Jayhawk Mommy is a mother of a Jayhawk Kansas University student. Uh, could also be the a mother bird. of a bird. Right. <laughs> that's a, a bird that's the mother of another bird, uh, a Jayhawk bird. So, but more impressive if you're a bird and you wrote that review. Thank you either way. Super GJP on Apple Podcast says, quote, very dope podcast between friends who don't sugarcoat their friendship one bit. Not sure what that means. <laughs> we, we, we can't stop talking about how much we love each other. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I almost said earlier, if we did get stuck on that island like in Lost, I mean, who knows how long it'd be before we started experimenting, am I right? <laughs> you guys <laughs> survived on this island with no food for four years. How did you do it? What did you eat? And we just look at each other and shrug and go, jizz. <laughs> High in protein. The shrug, like, I didn't know it was a survival technique. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Anyway, this review continues. Love the banter they give. Good facts and any interest that can be given to a top 10-ish. Don't worry about it. Highly recommend a listen. Yeah, no, I'm yep. not worrying about it. It was a kind review, so I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you. And if you want me to read your review, especially if you're a bird, if you are a bird and you're writing a review, include that in the review so I can give you full credit. Write a review and I'll read it. Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Brandon, I feel like I've run a marathon. I think we need to end this thing, huh? Time to go towel off. Yep. We'll be back next week with a normal top 10 list episode. Until then, stay safe. Keep it real. Stay safe. I don't want anything to happen to you. You too. (laughs) 